You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I am so excited for today's conversation. We have a delightful gentleman here with us today who uh, really you spend time, and I, I, would, I would challenge you to spend a moment in his space, virtual space there, and just tap into him in the sense of that, that, that beautiful light that he is in the world. And, and it's, it's, it's just remarkable. I, you know, we see a lot of folks in the transformation space and, and I, I'm most excited about this conversation because it, it, it's that real consumable, right? Relatable, like down to earth kind of approach to, to spiritualism that really helps people make headway and, and incorporate it and embody it into their existence. Um, and, and, we know we could use a lot more of that right now. And so this conversation that we're going to have between us is all around this idea of why we would be in this pursuit of our evolution. Why would we continue to try to, you know, squeeze and stretch ourselves in really uncomfortable ways when we could just, you know, opt out of the whole growth thing and just kind of, um, you know, distract ourselves with whatever's around us, right? We we could choose that. And, and perhaps some would argue that you can only choose that momentarily, and then you're going to get back on your path. But but regardless, there, there, there's still a choice in every moment. And so today, we're going to talk about the why of that, like, what is the point? What other, other than like, when you die, and whatever your beliefs are about that, but but this conversation is all around finding life in meaning, right? A lot of times everyone's looking for their meaning and their purpose in life, but why, right? What 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 is that pursuit for us and what lies on the other side of it? So we're gonna dive into that today. And and our guest today is Rabbi Simon Jacobson. And he again, like I like I said before, just just spend some time in his space. You can find out more about him at meaningfullife.com. And it, it's <laughs> I like I almost don't have the words, but 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 in in a sense, the concept of this engaged sage that that he uses to to describe what he does is absolutely perfect. Um, and so we're going to open up this space right now and invite him in so that we can talk with him about how like this this helping people pursue um, a life of meaning, and then what does it look like when we open that up, and and what's the real gift inside all of that? So please join me. And welcoming to the show, Rabbi Simon Jacobs. And welcome, Simon. I'm so glad you're here with us. Thank you so much for having me, Tanya. It's a delight. Thank you mm. for your kind and warm words. And uh, look forward to really <laughs> digging in with you. Beautiful. Well, we will do just that right after we ask you, what are your superpowers? <laughs> yep. Living up to the, the title. <laughs> One of my superpowers is I know how to be the eye of a tornado. You know, they say the eye of the tornado is the calm center amidst all the turbulence around you. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know, maybe it was my upbringing, my childhood, my parents. I was always able to create that inner calm, even when things were really disturbing around me. You know, we live in a world today, plenty of turbulence and upheaval and polarization, as you alluded to. So it's really, I see it as a superpower of mine to be able to, how do you get that space to be above the fray, to transcend and really look inward and not be a victim or a product of your environment and circumstances, but really be proactive and define yourself instead of being defined by the environment around you. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, we refer to that as you know the the concept of being in the world but not of it, and remembering that we're more than what we see, and 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 staying attuned to that. And it it is a remarkable gift to the world. Absolutely, because it's uh, you was, you mentioned it as well. There's so much going on, and especially today's technology and all the streaming, we're inundated with so much information overload that you, you, you begin living vicariously through others and other people's opinions. And someone asks you, so what do you stand for? And I've asked people often, who are you? They give you their business card. But that's mm-hmm. what you do. That's not who you are. <laughs> and that question, who are you at the, at the core is, I think, today more vital than ever. Mm. Well, it, it, it's the only place where we're going to find connection, right? Everything else is divisive and it's designed that way. When, when we identify in as individuals or as, or as groups and we separate, it, it's de- designed so that we, um, we, we participate in the illusion of, of separateness and of duality. And so when we can, when we play in that, and that has its purpose too. Um, and it, it makes for that cohesion, the harmony in societies and, and globally really challenging if we don't start training people how to rise above that. It, it's, it's awesome to, to root for your favorite football team. And when we allow the identity of that to consume us, to bring on actual rem- emotional responses and or um, attacks, right, then, then now we've, we've, we've gone past a, a casual fun activity and moved into where it's actually a threat to the identity and, and, and people start to react. And so that's just a really kind of benign, not, not benign, but a, a, a casual example of why I think it's so important to be able to access that, that peace and that stillness that you speak of in the eye of the storm. And truthfully, I mean, it fits really perfectly with, with the conversation that I saw unfolding between us because that is the promise, right? If you if you commit to to setting your life on a trajectory toward meaning, and you and you move into that space, and you sit in that beautiful, perfect space of 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 where your your you know abilities and the world's needs and everything kind of meet up perfectly, then you get to have that experience that you're speaking of, which feels like you know it's like the world's not calming down. It's not like it's getting any less chaotic or complex. But our experience of it gets to be different. And this goes way beyond the Pollyanna, rose-colored glasses, just have a positive attitude stuff. You truly have this peaceful experience that Simon just explained. Um, to me, that's the gift in the work that you do. Absolutely. You know, I, uh, I deal, obviously, with many different people, people who have uh, marital issues or other conflict management and one of the things I do through the Meaningful Life Center is exactly that. You know, when two people have, let's say, a disagreement. And uh, so there's uh, the two conventional ways of dealing with it is one annihilates the other and uh, survival of the fittest type of thing. So one, uh, one, one dominates and the other uh, acquiesces. Another approach is they remain at war and they just never agree. Mm-hmm. And the real approach is not to eliminate but to actually appreciate what I like to call harmony within diversity. I love the analogy of music. Musical notes are very different, a symphony, an orchestra. But what they, what's beautiful about it is that there's diversity. Everyone has their sound, their song, their beat, but they work in perfect synchronicity, mm. like the human body, like nature. And that seems to be the elusive 
third uh, element of creating the harmony, seeing diversity not as a root for divisiveness, but actually as a root for beauty and harmony. Mm, beautiful. Well, I have, I definitely have something that I want to add into that. But before we do, let's go ahead and take a break and, and, and first remind people where they can go to find out more about you. So MeaningfulLife.com is uh, my pr primary website. Uh, diverse materials there and many different programs, especially addressing the turbulence and upheavals of our time. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And thank you again for the work that you put out into the world. Folks, we appreciate you listening to us. Stay with us. We're going to touch in on that and how you can create that sort of harmony within your own existence. We're talking today with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, and we're talking about finding life in meaning. You know me and my play on words, folks. So sit with that for a moment, listen to the, the break here, and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts, and we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. I am Tonya Don Reckla, and we're talking today with Rabbi Simon Jacobson about finding life in meaning. And before the break, uh, Simon, you so eloquently were illustrating that this, this beautiful exchange that can happen when we connect in with other people, when we, when we um, celebrate, you know, difference of thought and, and, and kind of beliefs and, and approaches and perspectives. And, um, and, 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 and also spoke to the fact that that doesn't always happen. And that's, that's a topic that is incredibly near and dear to, to my heart because part of my guidance moving into the superpower space and, and, and everything that's transpired here was both to bring people into the same conversation, but also to get everybody to work together. And, um, you know, I politely declined for quite a long time before, before God and I finally kind of came to an arrangement. Uh, it, it took a little longer on my end, I'm sure. And so the, um, but with that was, you know, kind of this, this idea of like, okay, why aren't people working together? Like, like we get more done. It's kind of fun to play with other people. Like, what is, what is the problem? And I'm a systems person. So I'm like, well, of course there must not be a system designed to encourage it. So if we design the system, then people will naturally collaborate, right? Well, so we built the system and people still didn't collaborate. And, and that birthed an article called, you know, do you, do you suffer from premature collaboration that I wrote? Because, because we saw these like people wanting to identify themselves through the relationship or through the collaboration or whatever it was. Right. And, and, and that's when we developed these really solid philosophies about just how much of our own kind of dominion, our self-dominion we need to possess to be truly effective in, in a collaborative experience. And, and from that, we started playing with a concept we call synergistic collaboration. And it's where we recognize that the energy between us is actually what's creating. So in a relationship, we acknowledge that relationship entity. In fact, in our marriage, we even named it at one point because it was easier than like, when you look out at the other person, it's like you, 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 
But after a while, once the relationship matures enough to have its own identity, you're really looking through the relationship entity. You can't actually see the other person as that individual anymore. And so the relationship entity has to go through all of the same developmental stuff that an individual does. And when we started catching on to that, and we played with it here in our home and and really perfected it, then we we're able to expand that into collaboration amongst um, you know, non-family members in a, in a work type environment. And we've been playing with these concepts for a while. And so I love what you're talking about, because if we don't really work with the individuals to get in the space where they can actually sit in an uncomfortable situation and not lose themselves to it, um, then it's really challenging to have these effective um, collaborative conversations at organizational levels. Absolutely. Well said. I, I, you know, I find that uh, one of the key elements, ingredients to be able to have true collaboration where you can tap into the strengths of each individual and not create chaos and, uh, and confusion is when there is a certain sense of uh, security with your own strengths. Mm-hmm. You're secure with who you are. You're far more tolerant and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and coexist with others. It's when you're f- struggling for your own security, you don't know who your ident- what, what your identity is like, who you are, you're always looking to others to see maybe I'm defined by them, then you're constantly in a state of insecurity and therefore mm-hmm. there's going to be jealousies, envies, and all kinds of other type of <laughs> unhealthy competitive forces at work that just destroy the collaboration element of ability mm-hmm. to find that harmony. Um, uh, isn't it, yeah, isn't it funny? I, I remember in high school, I developed. I mean, even even then, I I observed human behavior, right? And I and I thought about it, and I developed a theory that said if if like every single social ill in the entire world could be resolved through better self esteem for everybody, like I just knew that uh, like insecure people are are unstable, and so are in are and so they they're not predictable, right? You you they're predictable in the sense that they're going to be unstable, but beyond that. It's the it's the what you're the security of the systems like you're speaking to, making sure that that safety is present. How do you do that with more than just one person when it looks different to each person, right? And you also have the added element of this this fear component that kicks in and overrides our systems, right? So that's what you're talking about: being yeah. able to keep those fear systems at bay, right? The the immediate fight or flight that picks up, like it happens, that's fine. But there are techniques that we can use to to make that fewer and further between, and how to how to navigate and mitigate if it does happen, right? So, so I, I love the the synergy and the work that you do. We have, um, you know, one of the sections in our in our master courses. Who are you? Also, and and we got the same guidance, which is we have to put that identification piece first. And we're not talking about identifying like in all the social identity components, but in the highest essence of who we are, right? Where, where do we connect? And I think that's the other secret component, truthfully, is that if all we can't connect as individuals, if there's not a common thread and the easiest um, cohesion thread that we all possess is spirit. And if we allow for spirit to, to inform our interactions, we're automatically connected. It makes it so much easier. And so we adopted a whole um, philosophy for all of our businesses, even and in our family that, we only pursue win-win-win solutions, which means that spirit comes first and then us and then the other party. And if we do that, everybody benefits, right? But we, but it, but it means um, allowing for things outside of your own will 
and, and desires and wants to inform a situation. But the beautiful thing is, folks, with what we're talking about is, is this concept of finding life, um, you know, in the pursuit of meaning, sort of right, right, what's on the other side of that. And when I say finding life, I mean, it. everything lights up and you can see eternal life, infinite light in everything if you cross that threshold. And when you do, it makes total sense why we have to have all of this forging and sandpapering and squeeze ourselves through the eye of the needle, right? All that fun stuff that happens. It, it, it's sort of, you know, it, it's training, right? Chop wood, carry water, wax on, wax off. Like we, you know, we, we got some behaviors that are a bit childish and immature and we, and we got to change those up a bit. Stay on the path of that, continue to evolve yourself in that way. And, 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 and the path opens up, at least in our experience. Has that been yours? Uh, absolutely. And I would say, uh, take it a step further, um, you know, as children, if we grow up in a nurturing home, a functional home, and our parents give us that security and validation, that builds the spirits that you're talking about, that you can live your life from inside out instead of outside in. Mm -hmm. But uh, a, a simple formula would be this. Materialism divides. Spirituality unites and connects. Mm -hmm. The spirit Beautiful. is always looking to connect with another spirit. In the material world, if I, you know, if I have more than you, I feel superior. And we live in a life, a world of, of consumerism and materialism. Frankly, I think the pandemic has been a tremendous wake-up call because it's disrupted <laughs> so many of people's security blankets. Yep. And they're suddenly asking themselves, where do I really get my self-esteem and security? Is it from a restaurant, right. from, from a baseball game, from a theater, from travel? And, uh, right. and to, for, to use this, I mean, we all would wish it was without pain and loss and death and health issues, but it's a tremendous call because it, it, whenever you have those cracks in our material lives, it allows the spirit to uh, to emerge. Mm, beautifully, mm -hmm. so beautifully said. I and I'll, I'll affirm that for you. Our network went from a million downloads monthly to we're now over two point five million, and that was after the start of the pandemic. So go. it tells you just how starving people are to find truth in something substantial something Absolutely. that they can build a foundation in. And, and that's, I, we see it the exact same way. In fact, when people ask us, you know, what, what is this? What are you, what are you getting from it? You know, what are your predictions? Right. It's like, like we don't really play in those spaces, but, but what, what I saw clearly was, was a huge divide between the cans and the cannots. And what I meant by that was the cans are those who can access that eternal peace, that, that sense that you were talking about at the very beginning of this show this idea of, of, of being able to remain calm, if you can access that even in the slightest, you get you you have a little bit of a different perspective on this entire experience. If you cannot, this is this is tough. This is challenging for folks. And so it's not the haves and the have nots anymore. It's it's where where are you putting that trust? Like you said, where are you building? Like what are you resting on top of? And I don't know about you, but in our world, spirit works a hundred percent of the time. Like I there's nothing that's come through that that we haven't operated in a spiritual sense, sought the affirmation course correction, allowed spirit to inform the conceptualization all the way down to the tactics. We have actual procedures that we follow to make sure this stuff happens. And I every single time we allow that to happen, it works 100% of the time. Every time we step in and think we know better, it fails every time. So it's like, you know, it, it took us a little while to put it together. But once we got that, it was like, well, that's easy. We're, we're going to go this way. Um, 
and I can laugh now, but it, we weren't laughing then, you know? And so, so certainly we're seeing the exact same thing. This, this vision of, I, I've called it like God, like shaking the globe, right? Like, like a, like a, like a snow globe, but it's, but not out of vengeance. It's, 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 it just, some things cannot stand. Right. And so everything's up for being rewritten right now. Um, and it's, it's fun if you can play in those spaces, but, but, but I know a lot of people aren't. And so before we, before we cut off the, the conversation, um, let's, let's see what advice can you offer to folks who, you know, they're listening to this and they really want that experience. They want to tap into that. It, but if they're being honest, like it's tough and every day seems to be getting tougher and there's a new thing to worry about. And, um, what, what are you, what are you offering to folks right now who really just don't know how to connect into that light? I've been developing, especially in the last months, a type of spiritual self-care, uh, like a regimen and a system to really get yourself, um, that, that inner calm and connect to your true meaning and true purpose. And I would begin with a simple exercise every morning, as soon as you wake up, before you do anything else, um, you just focus, focus on your inner self. Thank you for returning my soul to me. And whoever you want to ask, say that to, you can say it to. The point is that it's focusing not on your outer life, your breakfast or exercise or other activities, but on your inner self. That type of focus creates that hub. It's almost like uh, declaring your mission statement before you begin doing anything. And, and, and that, that can infuse the rest of your day with a type of focus. So as the, as the spokes are connected to that hub and the same thing, going to sleep without a newspaper on your nose or the TV on, read a poem, listen to a song, something more soulful, which helps us somewhat separate from all the turbulence and all the, the noise out there. Um, and uh, the more you can create that type of inner space and try to maybe shut down some of the this media streaming that we're so addicted to, uh, create conversations at home with family, with children about these matters, you have to take initiative. It's not going to happen unless you take initiative. <laughs> Amen that. to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I my father was a journalist and he would always tell me there are three types of people, people who make things happen, people who watch things happen, and people who ask what happened. You have to, be, <laughs> yeah, you have to make things happen. Like you've done, Tanya, in your program, in your platforms. It, you, 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 when you make things happen, you're proactive. Not only is it empowering, but it also really creates change because you're activating it. You're the one that's causing it. Instead of you becoming a recipient, you're becoming a giver. That's right. That's right. In our world, we say either you're manipulating an environment or being manipulated by it in every situation. You choose, right? And, and if yeah. we're in an environment that's in synchrony and, and is in harmony with us, then it's awesome. Allow it to inform you. And But a lot of environments we're finding right now are not. And, and we can't just vacate them. We can't just opt out. We, you know, and um, and so we, we need to learn how to exist within them. And I, and I love what you're saying. You're, you're, you're beautiful. You're delightful. I, 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 I so, uh, admire feelings your feelings. I'm mutual, Tanya. The feelings <laughs> are mutual. Well, thank you. Thank you for having the courage to do it and for being you here and folks go and look into his space. I'm actually going to use something that he said to, to, to a quick plug. And then I'll go back to really <laughs> highlighting why I think you need to go and check out Simon's work. Um, but one thing you said was about, you know, kind of limiting some of the, the streaming. And so we, we talk about really consciously consuming. And, um, and I would start with watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix. 
and let that sink in with regard to how you're choosing to spend your time. That being said, there are a lot of us that offer material that is online that can be accessed through a device, but understand that you go into very different spaces if you're consuming something that is that is enriching and is spirit-filled versus you're, if you're consuming something that is spirit-devoid. Start sensing that and find things on your devices. If, you, if you're going to be on them anyway, then make sure you're using that to fill you with something that's of a higher frequency. Choose your music wisely. Choose your podcasts wisely. Choose your content wisely, right? How does this feel? We taught that to our daughter early, early, early on. How does it make you feel in your body? If it's uncomfortable, then you probably shouldn't be consuming it, right? And so so really get get real with that and get real with your kids about that. I, li- I liked the social dilemma just for that reminder. Then go into Simon's work and, and really look at like, okay, how do I want to consume material and feel it and say, okay, is this in resonance? Does this light me up? Does it make me feel more hopeful, more empowered about my existence? Stick with that. Look for those things. Okay. So we're talking about two different things when we're talking about streaming and consuming from a an more unconscious space versus consciously crafting your life and saying, hey, this is somebody that 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 I respect and whose information resonates with me. I, I'm going to infuse my life with more of that. Be very, very clear and be honest with yourself about when and how you're making those choices. Simon, I adore you. And I appreciate the fact that you came on this show. I feel like there's so much more you and I can talk about. Um, and I just so, I'm so grateful to know that you're out there doing what you're doing. I thank you. It was a really a beautiful kindred spirits. We should do it again. We Have shall. I like, I like where you're going with that. So okay. folks, we'll bring Simon back on for more conversations. But until next time, we appreciate your loyalty and go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.